again, everyone. My name is Gerald Costa-Warwick. I'm a licensed real estate agent in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And you're listening to and watching the real world of real estate. Today, I've got a guest from all the way across the border down in the United States of America. She is an international um, cross-border expert, international lawyer, realtor, best-selling author. So Lauren, welcome to the show. And why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? I'm actually originally from Toronto, so I am a Canadian. You're in Toronto? No, I'm in Florida. Oh, okay. But I'm originally from Toronto, so I am across the border, and I have been for over 20 years, but I am originally from Toronto, and I'm a dual citizen. It's actually part of my whole story, because the reason I started doing investing across borders and immigration is because my ex-husband was deported on the way back from our honeymoon, so that was quite a interesting experience, shall we say, but it certainly set the stage for what I do now. And uh, actually, it was the impetus for me to build my my brand and help people avoid a similar fate because it was not very fun. Okay. All right. So my guest today is Lauren Cohen. And uh, so Lauren, I guess you apparently with the recent pandemic, you've seen uh, cross-border investing skyrocketing. And so Let's jump right into today's topic. And so apparently uh, it's never been a better time to cross border invest in real estate right now. Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, it really depends on what you're what you're looking for. People think that there's no deals available um, and there are and there's opportunities. And just because the market is hot doesn't mean there aren't opportunities. So I have a lot of people that are both investing only to invest for the purposes of getting uh, passive income perhaps, or creating an investment structure, and also um, for creating a strategy to potentially get their immigration piece in place as well. So a lot of people are looking for visas and opportunity for their, um, for their investment and immigration. Okay. Now, when you say cross-border, are we talking both ways or most of your business? Mainly, it's inbound to the U.S., but I am still a licensed lawyer in Ontario, and I still do help with immigration and real estate all across Canada. I have partners literally everywhere. As a matter of fact, I would say half of my team is in Calgary. Funny enough, we have lots and lots of service providers out of Calgary. Okay. So, um, all right. So, What's fueling, what's fueling the recent, I guess, wave of immigration from Canada to the U.S.? Well, it's many things. Um, one is opportunity, but two is the lockdowns and, and frustration with all the rules. And finally, taking the bull by the horns, people that have wanted to do this for a long time and haven't been willing or able to get off the, off the horse and actually take action. And the pandemic has spawned them to do that and given them, I guess, the, the, the bandwidth or the mindset to say, I'm ready to do this. I want to get away from all the rules and frustrated. They're frustrated with all the lockdowns and um, just want freedom. That's really what it is. And they want to take advantage of the opportunity while they can. And now is just the right time to do that. Okay. And um so I spoke with Joel. I guess Joel helps you with the marketing. Is that what Joel does, Poliski? Sometimes, yes. Okay. She had mentioned that uh, you're receiving feedback from Canadians that are um, fed up and making a permanent move. Is, is that the feedback or was there more other stuff? 
well, like, like I said, they're fed up with all the rules and regulations and some of them want to just invest and some want to actually make a move. It really depends on who you are and what your goals are. And a lot of people with young families are ready to take advantage of the opportunity and now is just the right time. And just because you have a visa doesn't mean you have to move permanently. It just gives you options and freedom and flexibility. And I think that that's what people are trying to get now more than anything. They want freedom, they want flexibility, and they want options. And that's what I'm selling. I'm selling a dream. I just had an article published that um, live, it's actually called that I'm living proof of the American dream. And it's true because I have, I help, and I help others achieve that same, same goal. So, you know, it's not an easy path. I mean, I certainly had my share of challenges and I still do. And, you know, I miss my family and Toronto is still home, but um, I don't look back. And certainly through the pandemic, I remember at the beginning, my mom said, oh, you should come back. You shouldn't stay there. You know, I have an 11 year old. He was 10 at the time or nine, I guess, when it started. God, it's been going on so long. And my mom was like, it was around what, February, March, around now. And my mom was like, come, come back. And I was like, I looked outside at my pool and I'm like, yeah. I'm <laughs> no. not, I'm not coming. I'm not leaving here. No, thank you. So. Yeah. Where are most of the Canadians moving to? You know, the, Florida, Florida. You know, it's funny. There's a group of us that go golfing down to the States every year. We haven't gone for the last couple of years for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, we go either to Florida or Arizona, and mm-hmm. a lot of the guys like Arizona, but I love Florida. I, I just love the humidity, uh, the lush green, <laughs> you know. You don't hear that often, that they love the humidity, but the, the, the look, a lot of Western Canadians move to Arizona and Texas, for sure. Um, I have lots of Calgarian and Edmontonian clients. One who was planning to move to, to Arizona and has now decided to move to Florida, so it's, it's really about your personal preference. Um, certainly there's opportunities in all kinds of Southern states other than California. And even there, there's opportunities, but you know, the rules in California probably supersede the rules in Canada. So for, um, it just depends on what you want, you know? And for me, Florida was easy because I'm from Toronto. It's the same time zone. It's a quick flight, three hours and we're done. Um, but for people from other places, they're, it's not only Florida. Certainly the doors are open here. Business is booming and opportunities are as well, but that doesn't mean that they aren't in Texas, Arizona, maybe Arkansas, Alabama, you, you name it, you know? Okay. On the bit of an information sheet that uh, Joelle provided, it talked about how immigrating to the U.S. is not as difficult as you might think. It mentions with an investment of, of $100,000 to purchase or start a business is often enough for an E2 visa, and I have no idea what an E2 visa is. Can you tell us a bit about all this? Sure. So there's a visa called the E2. It's a treaty investor visa. It's based on a substantial investment in a non-marginal business. And substantiality is not set out in stone, but my guideline is around 100,000. Now, if people are investing in real estate and my signature program is how to immigrate to real estate, the threshold is much higher. So actually, I have a partner in Calgary and she and I created a business called Strategic REI, Strategic Real Estate Investing. It's basically a business in a box because people want to invest in real estate. So this way we're giving them the business behind that real estate investment that will pave the path to an investor visa. 
Um, my One of my big influencer clients is actually also out of Calgary, and he got what's called an E-1 visa, which is based on trade, substantial trade between Canada and the U.S. if you're Canadian. So it's all about what your goals are, whether you want a long-term visa, a short-term visa, if you have an existing company in Canada, what kind of uh, activity you're doing in the U.S., what you're, if you want to invest in real estate, and so on. And yes, people think that it's not... It's, it's an unattainable goal. And really for around 150,000 all in, including our fees and everything, you can get a visa to live and work in the US, get a social security number and build US credit, which is awesome when you're a real estate investor. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not as, as difficult as one would think. Certainly not. Uh, the bar isn't set very high financially. Uh, so that's interesting. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm dying to hear a bit about uh, on the information sheet about five reasons why real estate is still where the smart money is investing. Well, I mean, there, you know, real estate is always going to be a tangible asset that you're always going to be able to sell. It's a saleable asset. It's not going to, it's not going to fall apart. You're not going to um, end up, you know, destitute. You, you're always going to have an opportunity, whether the market ebbs and or flows. And um, I think real estate is the, the way for everybody to diversify their portfolio. Not everything should be in real estate necessarily, but there's all kinds of different real estate. There's commercial, there's multifamily, there's residential, there's mixed use. Mixed use is very big these days. Multifamily is as well. So it's figuring out what strategy makes sense for you and taking you know little baby steps, not running before you walk, but creating that strategy around how do you want to invest? Where do you want to invest? When do you want to invest? And if you have that and how much, if you have that strategy in place and you implement it step by step, you can be extremely successful and it can pave the path for income and um, opportunity in other areas as well. So I love real estate investing. Okay. I'm sure you do too. Oh, <laughs> it, it is fun. It's most, it is most certainly a, a fun business. No two days are the same. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not a good thing. Exactly. Very true. Okay. Well, can you tell us about apparently there's three uh, very costly cross-border investment mishaps. Can you tell us about those? Well, I actually talk about 10. So I will pick three. Um, Three of them are one. As you want, really. Sure. One, failing to hire the right team. So if you don't hire the right people and you just hire somebody that happens to be either cheap and cheerful, which is my mom's, one of my mom's favorite terms, cheap and cheerful never works. We know this whenever you don't work with a realtor, you pay the price, right? So, um, and it's, it's a high price for sure, Gerald. Um, but then you've got the, the top ones that pay the most to get to the top of the Google of Google. And that doesn't mean that they're good. It just means that they paid to get to the top of Google. So, and then you have no frame of reference. So the, one of the biggest mistakes is hiring without due diligence or without a reference or without doing your own due diligence and making sure that the person or the team ha- has your back. Because I have somebody asking me right now, okay, our price point is much higher than, than most because we are a holistic company. We're not just handling the legal or the, the, the visa or the business plan. We're handling everything from figuring out the business to investing, to creating the strategy and everything in between. Okay. 
So you're comparing apples to oranges, and we want to make sure that you're comparing apples to apples. There's not a lot of companies out there that offer this holistic approach, okay? Another is setting up all the wrong entities without, the pro without proper cross-border tax advice. This is a very big problem because people think that because their friend set up an LLC, that's what they should do, and that's not true. And you can end up just paying all of your income that you earn on your U.S. real estate back to the CRA. So that kind of defeats the purpose because you're doing double taxation and who, who needs that? Another challenge is um, you, like um, just not having enough capital. Like, so I had a client that signed up, signed an agreement, they were ready to go and they were very limited in capital. And we didn't, dis we didn't disclose this at our initial meeting. And if you only have a small, like if 150,000 is your total net worth, you're not going to want to do this because what are you going to live on as your business is growing? So you want to make sure that you're well capitalized and maybe figure out how to use other people's money for your real estate investing. So those are three of the, of the 10 um, obstacles to, to try to overcome when you're investing across borders. Well, those are, those are definitely three worth con considering, certainly important ones for sure. Did you want to add one more? Do you have anything else? Or Oh, my God, there's just so many. So many. Um, I think it's that people are trying to run before they walk and they want to invest or, you know, figure out a strategy without even knowing what they're doing. And this is true for anything, whether it's domestic, across borders, it doesn't matter. If you don't have a strategy and a business plan and a, a strategic plan for what you're doing, you're going to fall flat on your face at some point because you have nothing you have nothing guiding you. So you're just kind of haphazardly making the investments or setting up the business or whatever. And you need that strategic plan in place to help guide you through the steps uh, in the process. It's very, very, very important. And without it, you're, you're just going to expose yourself to a lot of potentially avoidable challenges. Um, there's just like the reality is that if you hire the right people and the right team, you're going to have somebody or a team that has your back. And that's really important. Another thing is that people see that there's an opportunity to make an investment, let's say for $50,000 in Ohio. That doesn't mean it's a great investment. You have to do your due diligence. When things are too good to be true, they're usually too good to be true, right? <laughs> yes. And people are like, oh, let me just rot, buy it and whatever. Another is waiting for the perfect time to make your investment or to do the visa. And the perfect time may never happen. Now is the perfect time. If you're ready to do it, do it. And you'll figure it out. We'll figure it out with you. Absolutely. Okay. And so uh, I guess the website that people can go to your website is ecouncilglobal.com. Is that correct? That's definitely one. But the other is uh, investingacrossborders.net, which is all of our sites kind of combined into one. So, and my brand is all around investing across borders. We also have a super cool um, bot. I don't know if you if you're familiar, it's kind of like an Amazon when, when you have a a customer service on Amazon or whatever. So this is a bot that we created. It's a chat bot and it's called Ask Lauren ESQ. And you can go there and ask any question. Not all of them are going to be answered, but then you'll be directed into our team. It's asklaurenesq.com. And we created that in the past two months because of the volume of Canadian inquiries really it was just in response to that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll get all these links from Joelle and I'll post them in the show notes so the listeners can check them all out. And apparently you're a best-selling author as well. Do you want to tell us a bit about what you've written? Sure. So I wrote a book called Finding Your Silver Lining in the Business Immigration Process. I've written another book about franchises and foreign investors, but the book Finding Your Silver Lining is the one that did hit bestseller status. 
And um, it was it, the the preface of it is all about my story about being my ex husband being deported on the way back from a honeymoon, and the the crux of the book is about all the different business immigration visas, and it's a great, um, really just informative book. It's available on Amazon, and for anybody considering a visa, it's well worth it. There's lots of tables and charts, and and it's a very helpful tool. Okay, well, I'll definitely get all those uh, links from Joelle. We'll get them in the show notes for everybody so people can find all that. There's a gentleman, I'm trying to remember his name, might be more than one of them, but there's an, an older couple that moved to Mexico and he's got a YouTube channel about in, moving to Mexico. And it was mm -hmm. cool. And they'd have all these uh, little videos about you know all these kinds of things. But something else interesting that Joelle had mentioned was that apparently there's Americans actually moving to Costa Rica and Mexico as well? Lots, yeah. A lot of people are moving to Mexico and Costa Rica, both from Canada and the U.S., and they do help them, especially on the real estate side and coordinating them with the lawyers over there. Absolutely. So 100%, yes. Okay. Uh, we're, we're actually moving quite quickly, and I'm getting out of questions. I, I normally, in the middle of my show, I normally take a minute and ask my guests a bit about themselves. Like if you have some special hobby that you really like to do, or if you've met some famous person, or you've been some incredible place, or something like that, something about you, interesting. Are you able to share with the audience something, anything at all of interest? I'm not that exciting of a person, it seems, <laughs> but my goal this year is to be on the front cover of Forbes, so I'll put that out there. Um, cool. I think that uh, I've met a lot of interesting people. I've met hmm. pretty much every president, including <laughs> including the current one and the last one and the one before and the one before. So I was very, I've been very involved in politics. I, you know, when I was in my first day of law school in, in uh, Toronto, I said, I'm going to be the prime minister of Canada. No, thank you. That changed. <laughs> but um, uh, my favorite place in the world is Israel, and I'll be going there um, in July is where, and sorry? again in November. And it's where was that story? Very, pardon me. Where was it? Where was that? The Israel. Israel. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. And uh, I'm coming home next week to run an event in Toronto in uh, on the 20th of, of April. So. Um, I think the, the most interesting thing about me, I guess, is I'm a single mom and I have an 11 year old son who is a baseball addict. And um, uh, we, you know, we just try to, to do the best we can to make a difference in the world. And is his favorite team, the Blue Jays? Absolutely. Although it was the Dodgers. This is a close kind of, he loves the Dodgers. If the Blue Jays aren't on, like this weekend, we were back and forth. Blue Jays, Dodgers, Little League for him. Blue Jays, Dodgers, travel. Blue Jays, Dodgers, middle school teams. So. <laughs> uh, a lot of baseball. Cool. Well, that's interesting. I'll, I'll, uh, make a, I'll put a couple phone calls in to my friends at Forbes and get you on the cover next week. That'd be great. Thank you. I wish. <laughs> well, that's cool. So who's the most interesting president that you've met? Or who did you find the most interesting? Um, Clinton. He was the kindest, very generous with his time. I've met him several times. Um, Obama also was a was like I met him before he was president, and you know, as a lawyer, we had a nice conversation. And Michelle was amazing. Um, I actually met Trump when I was in Bahamas. I don't think he even thought about being president when I met him, but it was in the Gucci store, and I was just looking, and he was buying. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good plan. I like that plan. So, 
when we were when we when we were in uh, uh, oh, where everyone goes, Las Vegas. We were in Las Vegas. Had these little Trump dolls, and they were so cute. Took a picture of them and sent it back home. But uh, <laughs> okay, do we have time for one or two more questions? Sure, one or two more, absolutely. Okay, so apparently uh, you can talk a bit about Bitcoin or non-fungible tokens in real estate. Where the, where the smart money's? Yeah, invested? there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity in the world for you to use Bitcoin for real estate. It's going to be a currency of choice here in Florida soon. Um, I know overseas it is in, in the Caribbean, and uh, certainly there's opportunity there. And uh, just you know, stick around. The doors are opening. Hmm. Okay, well, that pretty much uh, that pretty much wraps up the questions I had. Really, it's it's been a, a, a quick and quick and straight to the point kind of discussion. At the end of my show, I usually I usually open it up to my guests. If you have anything that I haven't asked you that you think is important, or anything you want to tell the audience, uh, the floor is yours. Floor is open. So, one thing I'm going to share with you and ask Joel to share with you is. Uh, it's the 10 steps to successful U.S. real estate investing, because I'm sure many of your your listeners and viewers are interested in investing, whether there's a visa attached or not. So I will have her share that link with you and you can share it with your listeners. Um, it's really important when you are investing in U.S. real estate that you do it the right way, because otherwise you're going to face legal tax and other challenges that you want to avoid. Okay. You don't want to end up facing all of that stuff when you can avoid it. And people say, well, why should I spend all this money to set up the entities? Because you should, because if you don't, you're going to end up paying into the CRA. And why would you do that? Why, you know, you do this once and it's done. Okay. The, you have to pay taxes every year. Avoid that as much as possible. The taxes alone are just are, are, are reason enough to do it the right way the first time. Absolutely. And the other thing I'll say is that it, it that there are great opportunities here. You should work with a licensed realtor, licensed attorneys. You know, everything um, is a process and don't try to rush it. Um, there's a lot of resources available on YouTube. I, I have Investing Across Borders is the brand to, to follow us on YouTube. And we would love to help you to structure the right um, investment strategy and potentially even get a visa and okay. uh, build your U.S. opportunities. You know, I, I just I, I just remembered one more question I wanted to ask. I think a very important question, too. Back in uh, 1994, I think it was. No, no, it wasn't that long ago. It was uh, early 2000s when, when the U.S. real estate crashed, when Arizona crashed. Sure. And a lot of friends were down... In, in Arizona, picking up real estate, you know, for like a third of what it had been the year before or half of what it had been the year before or less. And I remember we were thinking of investing down there, but we didn't. And the reason we didn't was because A, you're across an international border. So right. B, how do you how do you manage this property? Is there, can you speak around that? Is that not a problem that can be handled? Yeah, no, first of all, you'll, if you want to do, you can do remote investing. There are lots of property management companies. We can help put all of that together for you. Um, and there it's it, it, obviously you have to follow the steps because if you don't just like domestically, you're going to end up getting your hands dirty. So follow the steps, do things right. And you'll make some money and it will flow smoothly. 
Well, now I meet you. Now I hope the U.S. crashes again so I can invest. <laughs> no, <laughs> now, no don't worry. Don't wish that. It's going <laughs> to go down, but it's not going to crash. I hope not. I think I've seen enough of those. It just I has think- too much impact on the Canadian economy, too. It's it's always yeah. resounding, right? Or like uh, cross-border. So. We always like buying opportunities, but I think I've seen enough of them in the last few years. I, I had enough of them. So, right. <laughs> sure, I so, hear you. Okay, Lauren. So your your brand is investing across borders? Yes, exactly. That's my main brand. E-Council Global is my company, but the brand is all around investing across borders. Okay. All right. All right, Lauren. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate that. Again, folks, my guest today has been Lauren Cohen, investing across borders. And check the show notes. I'll pull all the links you need in there. You've been listening to and watching the real world of real estate. Bye for now. Bye, Gerald. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Take care, everybody. Be safe. Bye for now.